This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. All right, welcome back. Silver and Black today, Scott Branson and Mo Moten. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, by the way, at LV Gully and at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. Although Mo is no longer in the building. No, he's not. Instead, in his place, he might look the same on camera if you're watching or sound the same on voice if you're listening but the man, the myth, has entered the room, the Swami of all Swamis, that is Mostradamus. He is a, he is a seer of things that the rest of us cannot see. He is someone who can predict many, many things that, uh, that seem to go against the grain. He just has that sixth sense. I don't know if he sees dead people, but he sees people who might be cut. He sees people who might not start or might start. Uh, that is Mostradamus, and we are back talking Raiders football. We're going to go through this segment, have a little fun, and and see what Mostradamus has to say. Are you ready, Mostradamus? Absolutely ready. <laughs> I feel 100% like you should, ready. I feel like you should have a hookah or something, like you know, something that smokes I, up the room and makes it mystical. I would, for the viewers, I would put on a do rag with crystals on it, but I don't <laughs> think the fans are ready for that yet. Maybe maybe in a future show you'll you'll get the do rag with the jewels and crystals on it. Yeah, I think I think we should have do rag shows. I'll wear one too. I'll wear one too. <laughs> I only have like twelve of them upstairs. It's all that's all good. Oh so we'll, we'll we'll do that. It'll be fun. Yeah, you what are you talking about, man? Come on. Uh, all right. So Mostradamus is here, and we're going to ask Mostradamus some questions. So here we go, Mostradamus. Uh, we're going to ask you the game tonight in Canton Raiders and Jaguars. Who shines in this game for the Raiders? And who whines or who won't do so well? Who are we going to be talking about in the positive, And who are we going to be talking about in the negative? I'll start with the good news, the positive. I think Anthony Averett's going to shine. If you've been watching this show, you know that I think Anthony Averett is basically going to be our Pro Bowl player this year. I'm joking. He's going to be <laughs> good, okay? I think he's going to show up and show out. Uh, the two butlers, Darian Butler, who I talked about in the previous segment, and Matthew Butler on the, def- at, on the defensive line. But Jonathan Hankins and Bilal Nichols on the pup list, Butler and Neil Farrah Jr. have had a chance to reps during the spring and during training camp. And I think Butler's going to be the guy, first mm. to the line of scrimmage, get a sack, get a couple of tackles for loss. A lot of people will be talking about him. Now, you did say, as far as a guy who's going to whine, I, I don't, I don't want to say whine. I know. It just rhymes. And That's the only reason it, I did it. And, and, it's, <laughs> and it's, a t- it's a tough call for me, but... I had to pick a guy that's not going to maybe not do as well as many people think he will. I, I'm still skeptical about Brandon Parker. I know ah. Brandon Parker is being touted as, as, as the guy to start at right tackle, but I think if he struggles or if he's, if he's underwhelms, I think it'll, it'll force the Raiders to actually take a look at free agent tackles. <coughs> Darren, Daryl, Daryl Williams, not Williams. Daryl Williams. <laughs> but if Brandon Parker struggles, the Raiders didn't have to make a call for a free and tackle to get some insurance there. And I, and I think there could be some issues there because this is the preseason. This is the first game out. So guys aren't going to look 
as well as 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 fine as they would during the season. You could get some hiccups here and there. And if, as we watch, Brandon Parker has struggled with pass protection, so I wouldn't be surprised to see it pop up again in this first preseason game. Now, the only thing that surprises me about with that, Mostradamus, is that that kind of goes along with conventional thinking amongst Raider fans who don't like Brandon Parker for the most part. But I see your point, and even though I don't have your crystal ball, which if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see in the little graphic below us. I'm proud of that graphic. Um, that That's <laughs> Kelly Kreiner. That says to me then that the hype machine was too high coming from media, right? And we, we talked about it last show, that sometimes that happens. It's just you're out there watching practice, ooh, 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 and then you get groupthink. I mean, it's nothing against the reporters because they're all great, talented folks for the most part, nine out of the ten of them. But nonetheless, it, it just says to me that, that that might be true, so I can see where you're seeing that as well. Okay, now we need you to look in your crystal ball and tell us who will – I mean, you talked about guys who will probably do well and maybe struggle, but who's going to surprise – who is going to surprise people to where they say – Holy crap, I never even thought that that guy would play well, and there he is doing well out in Canton in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, Meek Robinson wouldn't be the surprise. I mean, it wouldn't be a surprise for me because I'm still on the Meek Robinson bandwagon. I am not giving up on you yet, Meek. I think you're going to ball out tonight. <laughs> the other guy that people aren't thinking about, T. Billy, Tyron Johnson, who I think, I believe, yes. Devontae Adams spoke about him in one of his pressers. The Raiders don't have a lot of speed at wide receiver. They don't need it because Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams are ultimately skilled. But if you want a speed guy that can possibly make the roster, I think T. Billy, Tyron Johnson, can make some moves, maybe have a big 50-yard reception, open some eyes, and maybe more people will talk about him because Mac Collins has been all the hype during the offseason. A lot of people <laughs> talking about Mac Collins. I think Keelan Cole is going to be the wide receiver three, but I can see Tyron Johnson getting a spot in the back end of the wide receiver spot, contributing to special teams and being that big player receiver on the outside. So you really you give you give um, Keelan that edge over the two veterans, Tyron Johnson and also Demarcus Robinson, and Mike Collins too. He's in that group. I, I think yeah. just Keelan Cole's production. He he has experience being a lead wide receiver with the Jaguars when he first broke into the league. I believe it was 2017. So he has some productive years with the Jaguars. He had some flashes with the Jets last year. A lot of people mm. aren't paying attention to that because the Jets quarterback situation is, is very yucky right now with Zach Wilson. But Keelan Cole had some production. I think based on his previous years, I think he has the edge to get that wide receiver three spot. Now, I just said Matt Collins has had a lot of hype this offseason. He could be the guy. He has the size to make a difference in the red zone. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, a backup for the Chiefs, uh, he was spoke about this uh, last week. He could be a playmaker. He's in the mix. But I think Tyron Johnson having that speed makes him a unique weapon in that, in that wide receiver room, and I think he could surprise a lot of people. Very good points, Mr. Mostradamus. Uh, and I think with that one, my view is that we'll go through the entire preseason, and while somebody will be given the, the participation trophy of being the starter and being wide receiver uh, three, I believe that we're going to see by committee there through the first few weeks of the season until somebody can emerge. Cause I think it's going to be so competitive that it might take a little longer to do that, but that's a good problem to have. Uh, and one of those guys will emerge uh, from that with the, the long-term starter role. All right. So we fast forward and we, we don't like to try too, too often to go to what we would consider a negative, but listen, it's part of the business, part of these preseason games is to help these teams whittle down their rosters, right? We talk about guys that we like here uh, that we think will make the roster, perhaps start. 
But, Mo, if you have to think about going in what we've heard in camp, and, of course, everybody's got an opportunity tonight in Canton to do to play and play hard and make a roster or at least stick around a little bit longer. But if we're looking at we, we wipe uh, our eyes and rub our eyes in the morning tomorrow on Friday and wake up getting ready for the weekend uh, and the waiver wire starts moving for the Raiders, who could be the first guy uh, of any kind of um, um, substance that you feel is cut? This is going to sound like a bit of a cop-out. I actually don't think anyone is going to get cut immediately after the game unless that player makes an egregious error. Like there's a penalty Mm -hmm. or unfortunately a guy gets hurt and you have to waive him with with an injury designation. I don't think anyone's going to get cut because the first round of cuts isn't until August 16th. So you still have one more preseason game with the Vikings before you have to cut down the rest to, I believe, 85 players. So again, unless there's an egregious error, I don't think anyone's going to get immediately cut after the game. Now, again, if you see a penalty where there are multiple false starts for, I don't know, Alex Bars, I'm just throwing Alex Bars' name out there. Don't take it to the bank. Don't tweet at him. It said <laughs> Mo's going to say you're going to get cut. But just using him as an example, if a back-end roster guy, if one of your third stringers has a bad personal foul, has multiple penalties, that guy is probably going to get cut in the next two, three days. Yeah, and and understood that, and yeah, they have time to make cuts. Uh, but then again, you know, there there's opportunities if they go out and sign people, um, especially you're talking about Williams on the offensive line or Adamakatsu on the defensive line, which depends on what Jason they see. Pierre Paul, Pierre Paul as well, absolutely. Nobody's talking about that still. I thought after the show came out on Tuesday, we'd get a little buzz around that because nobody's really talking about him with the Raiders. Um, so we might have to get you to, to trumpet a little more because I think it's a. Great you know what's call. funny though? You know what's funny though? When some, when it does catch wind, they'll go, "Oh, Mo, you stole that take from someone else." Nope. <laughs> I had Jason Pierre-Paul on the Raiders' oh, radar. Yeah. On Tuesday, if you remember, you can wind back the tape. I said it, Jason Pierre-Paul. Also, the column is up on Sports Night. I said yes. he's one of the fragrant targets that I would want on the Raiders. One of three: Darrell Williams, Kinsu, who you just mentioned, are the other two. Yeah, and we'll see how that um, how that line, that defensive front, does uh, against the Jaguars tonight for that one. All right, will Derek Carr, Mostradamus, throw a pass, a pass in this game? On the sideline to one of his buddies, maybe to Devontae <laughs> Adams, while they're watching the game, but not on the field of play. I, I mean, coaches will tell most coaches will tell you this that the practices mean just as much, if not more, than the actual preseason game. So a lot of people are saying Derek Carr should get a series because. It's a new system. I mean, he's been in the league for nine years. He's seen it all. Um, he's getting the install at the practices. He doesn't need to play in a live game where guys can actually hit him. Uh, just keep him on the sideline. Keep him in bubble wrap. He can throw some passes to Devontae Adams and Mac Hollins and Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller on the sideline as they all watch the game comfortably in safety. There you go. And I agree with that 100%. You said last <laughs> show, wrap him in bubble wrap. I wouldn't yes. even have – I mean – like you said, have him in the corner in his dress clothes, surrounded by like a, a pool of yellow jacket security guards. Nobody gets within 20 yards of your starting quarterback in a game like this. I agree 100%. Okay, now we look at the Raiders offensive line. Will the Raiders offensive line have an unforced pre-snap penalty? Oh, yeah, I think that's going to happen. And that's not a shot at the Raiders' offensive line. I think this is what their preseason is for, to work out the kinks and work out the errors. So you're going to have mistakes. This is the first game. 
these guys haven't put on the pads and played in, in a game in, in how many months? Seven, seven months. So, right. yes, there are going to be mistakes. They're going to be unforced errors. And that's what the Rays have been working hard to fend against during during camp. But you're going to get it on the field during live action. You just hope that you can go back to the drawing board and correct those mistakes. There you go. Yes, absolutely. And if it's Brandon Parker or Alex Leatherwood, <laughs> Twitter oh, will explode instantly, which you know is going to happen. Too. Twitter, Twitter will ex the first false start for Brandon Parker or Alex Leatherwood. Up, oh, cut him. We got to bring in Darrell Williams. Now, I think the race should bring in Darrell Williams anyway. <laughs> but that first false start, that first holding, or whatever I told you. It is, that first flag. Up, oh, I he's, told he's you he sucks. He's a bum. Get rid of him. And and I and I will say on Twitter. I, I know I'm going to have to say this on Twitter five times. Yeah. This is the preseason. This is this is the time where you're going to make your mistakes. It's going to happen. Of course. And, and that's the thing too. I mean, it's not week one against the Chargers. You know, this is this is where you get the kinks out. The whole point. I mean, they're glorified practices and scrimmages. Okay. Yeah. Everybody's dressed up like they're going to a cocktail party. But in reality, they're just staying home eating mac and cheese and having a beer. So it's pretty, pretty straightforward, and you should not read too much into it. We can read some from it, progress on on players and how they're doing, but uh, we shouldn't we shouldn't read too much into it. And, but fans will because they're emotional and they're invested. So I get it. Now, this is one of the other predictions I need from you, which is the announcers. This is a national game, of course, one of the national games for the Raiders this year. I think four of them. Will the announcers refer to the Raiders as Vegas or Las Vegas more? Ooh, I think Vegas. Uh, Cause it just, it just sounds shorter. cooler. It sounds it's cool. shorter and it, it just sounds cooler. <laughs> Vegas, Vegas Raiders, you know, like yes. it just, it just, it just sounds better. Even when I write columns, sometimes I just put Vegas after the first, <laughs> this is going to be more reference. Who don't care about. Yes. That's not people, AP style, that. mister. That's not AP style. <laughs> it's not, but I try to get away with it on on Sportsnet where I just say Vegas because it just sounds cooler. Yeah. And it's so funny, too, because my wife is a Las Vegas native, and if you talk to Las Vegas natives, they hate it. Then the NHL team, the Golden Knights, they left it off, too, in their official name, Vegas Golden Knights. They're not Las Vegas Golden Knights. They are the Vegas Golden Knights. So it's interesting. And I think you're right. I think people, even broadcast, like, hey, Vegas. Hey. You know, it's yeah, not yeah, Las yeah. Vegas. Now, yeah, you don't say that with other teams. But it's the same thing when announcers, hey, we're in L.A., right? It's, it's, not, it's not a slight on the city. It's not them being lazy. It just kind of flows better. Yeah, no, no offense to any uh, Las Vegas residents who are listening to the show. <laughs> I will say Las it. Vegas. I almost said it. Yes, I did. But I will say Las Vegas on the show. But no offense. It's just, again, it just has a cool ring to it. That's all. Will anyone, I know it's been three seasons now, or we're into our third season, but will anyone call the Raiders Oakland on this broadcast? Not on this show, but on the broadcast, <laughs> I guarantee you it's going to happen because some people still say the San Diego Chargers. Yes. Uh, you know, so that that Oakland Raiders name is not going to die. I'm sure Oakland people in Oakland who are listening to the show are, are pumping their fists right now. <laughs> and you're going to hear it. I think if I had to set the un over under, I would say twice. Twice. You'll probably hear it two or three times if I go, if I go to a push or over. You're going to hear Oakland Raiders a couple of times on that broadcast. Probably from an aging referee. That's my, going to be my guest. <laughs> Holding Oakland, right? That's That tends to be where you hear it. 
mostly, even the San Diego ones, it's the same thing, tends to be the referees. Because they said it over, I mean, they're speaking publicly and they say it over and over again, like broadcasters do too. Uh, but it'll be it'll be interesting. Okay, so now I know it's not the 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 result of the game at the end of the day doesn't really matter. But Raider fans are really competitive. They want to win every game they can. Who wins this game? Uh, by the time we get to third and fourth stringers and they're playing it out at the end of this game and everybody's filtered out of the stadium already as well in Canton, uh, who's going to win this game? Don't don't forget, Scott, this is also for Kelly Kreiner, who's a degenerate probably betting on this game. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I will say, I will say, go ahead. No, I was going to say, he's yeah, he's probably betting on uh, on all sorts of stuff related to the game. He's probably... I think he's betting the under in this game, by the way, which is just <laughs> he is. Bet, he mentioned it on Twitter. <laughs> I think I think the Raiders win this game simply because not because this is a Raiders show, but because they have competitive battles at some key positions. We talked about the wide receiver spot. We talked about the cornerback position. Uh, even Jared Stidham, they're saying, has a has a potential chance to win the primary backup quarterback job over Nick Mullins. So I think it's mm. going to be very competitive at those spots. It's going to get the Raiders to put up a lot of points to the two surprisingly are pretty much set on a defensive side of the ball. They do have some questions at wide receiver, LaVisca Chenault Jr. Will he be a factor in that group? Because Zay Jones is now their former Raider. Now penciled in as a starter, as we just said, preseason Jeff Charles don't mean anything. They paid him $24 million over three years. Yeah, they gave him So money. they Good have some questions. Right, right. Thanks to Derek Carr, too, by the way. Yes. But yes. The, the Jaguars have a question there, but they don't have as many questions at key positions as the Raiders do but guys of quality competing. So I think that will be the edge. And I think the Raiders win by a touchdown. There you go. And and I, again, I think that battle for the backup quarterback, we talked about it, Mullins having the edge there, and, and I would be shocked if it's not him, but you never know. Mm -hmm. I mean, if Stidham comes out, and I think yep. this is what, this is a little bit of, I know it's less than the regular season, but this is a little bit of the excitement to watch those two guys compete because we there's no more question about who the quarterback is going to be in Las Vegas for the for the time being right and so we don't have to go through all that rigmarole we've had the last couple of years but that backup position now that Mariota's gone and starting in Atlanta between Stidham and Mullins is very interesting to me because I just want to see and I want to see how Stidham does because even if he's a if he's the third quarterback uh, he's a guy that obviously Josh McDaniels likes and if you're going to develop a quarterback of the future or maybe a bridge quarterback for when Derek Carr steps aside eventually and they have to go draft somebody, it's just good to see these guys develop and understand. Also, knock on wood, it's just part of the game, injuries. Derek Carr's got to go out for a quarter, for a half, for a game, for two weeks, whatever. You want to see what's there uh, to keep that machine rolling. So it'll be exciting to watch those guys. Well, Mostradamus, thank you for blessing us with your presence and your predictions. <laughs> You can take all this to the bank if you guys want to make some extra cash. I threw out some nuggets there. I said Raiders you buy did. a touchdown. You know, I had I had a sack for Matthew Butler. There are player props available. Just, <laughs> you know, keep that in your back pocket if you want to win some extra cash today. Use the code Mostradamus to get your... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we got to get that. We should get that moving. But the other oh, yeah. thing is, on Saturday, Mo, in, in addition to the Hall of Fame induction, another massive national event that everyone must pay attention to, which is the Silver and Black Today Fantasy League Draft, which we now know the draft order. Do you want to talk about the draft order? I'll let you go ahead, Scott. <laughs> so, and and I, I, 
we did random draft order. We're doing it on Yahoo for you guys that know you, you met the folks that are in our league. We're, we're playing myself, Mo Kelly and our producer, Davis Depanian are playing against listeners. Uh, you can watch the show a couple times ago to see them, but we'll, we'll be talking to them. We'll be talking to Kelly as well, starting next week. Cause we'll have on Tuesday, we'll have a post draft segment here with Kelly um, and uh, we'll see if he's uh, if he had a good weekend betting, he'll be really happy. If he hasn't, then he'll be funnier because he'll be ornery. Uh, but but uh, we did a random order, and I got the first pick. To which Kelly, of course, then starts to accuse me of trying. I'm like, dude, it's random. I can I can reset it and randomize it again. And I asked everybody; they didn't care. So anyway, I am first, and Mo is number twelve. In the of draft, course, the first round. So I don't actually like the first pick because. Um, you know, it's in fantasy football, it doesn't matter as much. It's not like real football. I, you can, you can do a lot in the middle. I like being in the middle around actually, especially when you flip it and you're going into the second round and you're drafting again. I hate drafting first or like you 12th because then you got to wait all that time. Now we did turn on trades of draft picks. Once the draft starts, we can actually trade picks, but they're only for picks next year. That's how Yahoo does it. So it'll be interesting to see, but I am all ears. No, I, we'll see what happens. But anyway, that's the draft order, and and everybody's gunning for Mo, as we know, because he's he's cocky when it comes to fans. It's the only thing he's cocky about. He's confident when it comes to his writing ability, but Mo, number 12, what are you thinking in that spot? Give us a little hint. Scott, thanks for trying no. to sabotage me. And stack the deck against me. It's only going to make my victory that much sweeter oh. when I go undefeated and I raise the trophy. And everyone's looking up at me as the Vince Lombardi of fantasy <laughs> football yet again. <laughs> Even with the 12th pick, I will still dominate everyone in the league. Mark it down, book it. Wow. Doesn't we can even do a mockumentary. Even though he had the 12th pick. <laughs> He came That's a 30 for 30 episode. It's a 30 for 30 episode, yes. That's a a 30 for 30 right there. Oh, but it's fun. But anyway, we will get you the results of our fantasy draft on Tuesday. We'll have Kelly on for our final segment of the show, and we'll talk about that. But seriously, Mo, good luck with pick number 12. It's still the first round. It's fantasy football. My best picks always come in the second, third, and fourth round anyway. So uh, it'll be interesting. And I don't like the pressure of having the first pick because it's like, Every time I've had a first pick, I pick a guy like McCaffrey a couple of years ago, injured, right? A couple of years before that, another player was one of the quarter or not quarterbacks. It was another running back injured. It stinks. But anyway, we'll deal with it. And we'll all, I will, work. I will say this though. I'm well prepared for this because I've actually been sabotaging another league where I was the 12th. I had the 12th pick. So yeah, I'm used to this unfair there. treatment by now. It's, it's like Raider icons who should have been in a hall of fame long ago. I'm used to this type of treatment. And I shall still overcome. So you're like you're you're sort of like the Al Davis of this fantasy football league because you're fighting all the powers that be. Is that what I'm understanding? That's absolutely right. It's only <laughs> fitting. It's only fitting. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll have fun with that. We'll see how everybody does. I'm sure Kelly will have his draft grades, and uh, I don't know how biased they'll be. They'll probably be pretty biased, but uh, we'll have fun with that anyway. But Mo, um, looking forward to watching the game tonight. Uh, we're also going to be doing a post-game show after the game, which uh, you'll see on YouTube um, right away, and then you'll see here on audio on Friday morning. So make sure you stay with us there. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Also subscribe 
to the podcast. Mo, enjoy the game, buddy, and we'll talk to you afterwards. All right. Take care, everyone, and enjoy the game. Try not to bust a blood vessel. It's just a preseason. Remember that. First game. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. There you go. That has been Silver and Black today. We are an Odyssey original podcast. For Mo Moten, for our producer, David Stepanian, I am Scalco Branson. Thanks, Raider Nation. Take care of one another, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Excuse me. Yes, tomorrow if you're listening to audio. Tonight on video. So we'll talk to you post-game. Take care, everybody, and enjoy the Hall of Fame game in Canton. Take care.